Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott, and this is Seller Roundtable number 37. And we are super privileged to have Destiny Wishon on. I hopefully, hopefully I pronounced that right. I forgot to ask you before we started. <laughs> Wishon. Wishon? Wishon. Wishon. Yeah. Oh, all right. Wow. So, so there's an emphasis on the H. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. See, I should have asked first. Um, it was like me, for me, uh, you know, growing up, it was always Arnaud. They think I was French. I was like, no, it's exact, Arnaud, exactly how it, <laughs> but uh, that's always fun. Uh, so welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Thanks for the invite. I'm excited. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of a PPC geek, which I know you are because you're, you're in that industry. And uh, so I've been seeing some of your posts. Uh, you've been uh, doing some really great stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm nodding my head as I'm reading your post. So I, you know, that's uh, usually if I agree with you, you're, you're good and you're right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I knew I, I had to have you on. I, I thought it'd be fun to uh, talk shop when it comes to uh, PPC, but before we get to that, let's uh, learn a, a little bit about you. Um, you know, where you were born, if you mind sharing that, where you live now, some of your past jobs, uh, college, school, just kind of, you know, you. Of course. So I'm actually born and raised in Northwest Arkansas, which is the home of Walmart. Quick shout out to Sam Walton and the Walton family for investing in the area because it probably put me on track to doing what I am now. Um, not many people are as invested in e-commerce and growth and every single vendor relationship as the Waltons are. So that's been super cool. I actually went to the University of Arkansas, um, got a business degree there, bartended my way through college, and my first job out of college, my first career job out of college was at a full Amazon consultancy. So I, I dived right in. Like, <laughs> um, If you're an OG Amazon person, you'll kind of relate to this. I got trained on PPC by Ben Cummings. So that, that was fun. That was a very interesting way to be saturated with PPC. But when I first started, I was managing like $500, $500 a month in PPC budgets. And then the agency I worked at scaled so quickly that after a year and a half, I was actually managing like $10 million of PPC spend. We were working with really large CPG companies and I, I dove straight in. So it's kind of funny. I, I think I saw someone in a group post the other day, like, if they were actually that good at PPC, they would have their own business, not be doing PPC consulting and management. And I just, I laughed to myself because like, I could not do what all of you guys do. Like my focus is on PPC and that is all I know. So it just, it just kind of made me laugh because I'm a, I'm a PPC nerd. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could tell. Like I said, I've been I've been seeing your posts and nodding my head as I read them. Um, there's not many people in the industry that are uh, super in depth that actually take the time to learn it, to turn the dials. You know, when you're dealing with PPC, you know, people think you just like you know spin up an auto campaign and then walk away from it. And there, it's there's so much more. Not only that, but as you know, in the last you know six months to a year, Amazon's just fast and furious with new features and new targeting and. Um, you know, as a, as somebody who builds tools for PBC, it's just like pulling my hair out because every week I have to get with my guys and be like, Hey, we got to fix this. The API has changed or the targeting's changed or whatever. So that's just been really, really uh, frustrating. But on the flip side, um, as an Amazon seller, which I still kind of do on the side, it's kind of on autopilot now. Um, it, it's fun to, to go in there and, and see, you know, all these new targeting options and see all these kind of, you know, new, new toys that I get to play with. Uh, in terms of, you know, 
you know, product, uh, you know, product display is, you know, something that a lot of people still haven't even touched, but is like some of the best performing stuff uh, out there right now. Um, so yeah, it's always, it's always fun to, uh, to do that. So, um, how did, so you, I, you, I guess you kind of already met, you know, let me know how you got into Amazon, how you got into the advertising side of things. Um, did you, have you, did you ever sell on Amazon yourself or like dabble in that at all? I have not. I, it's been fast and furious since I started. So it's been about three years now, like I said, and I, I got started very foundationally when it was like just sponsored products, pretty much. There was nothing really cool that you could do. And it just, it scaled so quickly. This has always been my focus. So even after I transitioned from that agency, I found Taylor uh, Binterud from one of his masterminds. And I looked that he was hiring an account executive. So I decided to kind of take the leap, made the transition from CPG focused sellers to seven to nine figure sellers. And it was incredible. One, it, it, you have much more flexibility and willingness to test things when you're working with private label sellers because that's how they're dominating market share. They're just quicker. And I just felt like I could provide so much more value. So I never dabbled in any of that. I mean, I'm familiar with the content, the SEO, shipping, inventory, imagery, because you have to be. it's all I've done for three years. But yeah. I've never once done anything other than PPC. So <laughs> I'm kind of kind of a unicorn, I think. <laughs> Yeah, you are kind of, but that's also uh, pretty cool. I think that, you know, when you, when you, uh, super focus like that, that's where you're going to get really, really good at that one thing. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that as a, as a downfall, actually more just of, of interest. Uh, cause you know, everybody's always wants, wants to just, you know, see what that's like. Um, so one of the, one of the biggest things, uh, you know, that we see of course is, um, you know, people are, are, will will spin up a PVC campaign and then, uh, you know, their ACOS will go through the roof and then they give up, they like turn it off or, you know, they, they, they kind of give up on PVC. So, um, you know, what's the biggest, one of the biggest roadblocks for Amazon sellers to get profitability with PPC, like with the clients that you are, are, uh, working with? Definitely. I mean, I, I think you kind of said it yourself in the question, they see a high ACOS and they turn it off. So I would say the number one roadblock would be time. Uh, people get really scared. They stress out because they don't know it well. So they, they stop the campaign or they make a change, even though they don't have enough data based off their original targeting type, something like that. I have really large sellers that are doing millions a month. And when I launch campaigns, I still panic when the ACOS spikes to 100% within the first 48 hours. But the number one thing you can do is look at the data, make sure you have enough data per keywords and analyze and optimize those. It's the only thing you can do. Like there's no magic trick to launching within 48 hours at 20% ACOS. You have to invest in data collection. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. And, and so many people don't realize that. And what a lot of people don't realize is that that process is ongoing. I mean, there's different kind of, you know, phases, you know, we, we you know, the way that we kind of uh, structure ours is like, you know, you got a launch phase um, and then uh, kind of a, um, uh, then you're doing a um, exploratory, you know, more exploratory campaigns. And then you kind of have a um, campaign, you know, that you put into um, maintenance mode, meaning like, you know, you're, you're, you, you know, that this stuff's converting and then you're, you're, um, you know, just optimizing for, um, you know, depending on your, what your goal is either, um, you know, profit or, you know, keyword ranking or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I agree with you completely. One of the biggest things people don't realize is that, 
um, especially when you launch, you have to expect a large um, ACoS and you should be building that into kind of your plan when you launch. Um, you know, people come in, like you said, um, you know, to, I always laugh when I see these Amazon groups, people are like, yeah, you know, I've launched my, my auto campaign a week ago and you know, the ACoS is really high. I, I almost like giggle out loud. Cause it's like, you know, you, you really got to put in the time to get the data to then turn uh, that data around, you know, what's working, what's not working um, and, and kind of wash, uh, rinse and repeat. Um, but I think for some reason, PVC is an enigma to people and it just seems like they just can't get that. hundred percent agree. I think a lot of it comes down to, you do see certain gurus posting, look at this trick. We achieved 10% a cost within seven days. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I have many campaigns that are under a 10% ACoS if that's our target, but it doesn't typically happen naturally. If you're in any saturated category, depending on the keywords you're bidding on, the targeting type, all of that's going to play a role. Always expect to hire ACOS and expect to invest money in data collection. You're probably not going to break even or be profitable unless you have the data to optimize down. Like, just yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that like people like, uh, are pretty surprised with when we launch new products on Amazon, you know, we tell people generally we expect to be in the red for a month or even sometimes two months, uh, because we know that the long games there, you know, people don't get the long game and the long game is where the big and successful sellers, the seven figure plus sellers, that's where they know that the money is. Um, you know, you, you have to kind of dig your heels in and, and, um, you know, fight for, for those positions and, and, uh, and that data. Um, so I think that's where a lot of people are, are failing on, um, PVC. Uh, that being said, uh, kind of what do you think, uh, needs to be in place, um, to have success on Amazon, um, you know, with PVC? Definitely. So a foundational listing, you need to have your content optimized, fantastic imagery, great EDC. If you have it, the way I always kind of tell people is you wouldn't put a half finished product on a retail shelf. So don't drive additional traffic to your listing if your digital shelf's not fully finished. I mean, there's certain things you can kind of do along the way. You can wait to do your EBC if you're not in a competitive category, things like that. But don't drive traffic to your listing if it's not fully optimized. It just, it doesn't make sense. Because if you're launching, you're probably not gonna have a ton of reviews. So your competitive advantage really is gonna be your product, your imagery, and your content. Um, that's a really big mistake that I see a lot of people make. Even large sellers I still work with won't have fully optimized content. And I'm like, you're leaving sales on the tables, what you're doing. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. The digital shelf is extremely important. And we're finally starting to see more of a shift as people are starting to see the value of Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's uh, Amy and I, it's like the thing that we mentioned, like literally probably on every episode of that we've ever done is, you know, how we say listing, listing optimization is, is like the foundation of a successful Amazon business. And it translates directly to PPC because if you don't have the relevancy there, if you don't have the keywords in there to, you know, let Amazon know that your product you know, if you're, if you're selling, uh, you know, we always like to use the, the, a, a Trump toilet brush, you know, if, if you don't have, you know, some of those essential popular phrases in, uh, in that listing, Amazon's not going to know what you're selling, not going to know, uh, what keywords to fire on when you are, uh, launching your PPC. And, uh, you know, that's where you're really gonna, gonna miss out, uh, the days of, you know, being successful with having just like two bullet points that are, you know, 200 characters long are, are over. Um, that might've worked when, you know, when I started in 2012, but you know, today that's, that's <laughs> uh, a recipe for failure. Um, yes. So do you, uh, uh, you know, what, when you're managing, um, 
you know, your, your clients, a lot of people in PPC, you know, they always look at ACOS as like the end all be all number. Uh, but you know, more the advanced PPC, um, sellers, uh, or the advanced sellers who do a lot of PPC, uh, a lot of the advanced agencies know that, you know, ACOS only tells part of the story. There's also profit that goes along with that, those PPC campaigns. Sometimes if you're running a high ACOS, you actually make more profit. Um, do you use any tools or uh, any processes, uh, anything that you're using, um, you know, to, to maximize profit on your PPC campaigns? Yeah, so pretty much everything's um, done internally. We utilize our own software tracking for everything, which is a little crazy because, like you said, all the different rollouts that happen week to week means all of our processes change. But kind of the biggest part of that question that I'd really like to highlight is you mentioned it earlier earlier, there are different phases in your PPC strategy that adjust what your profit and what your target should be is. So we kind of look at it as you have your launch phase where we want to make sure we are investing in the right keywords, investing in rank, indexation, things like that. So we're willing to break even. And then we kind of have, you know, a keyword research data analysis phase where we're looking for new keywords to invest in and collecting data. So we're going to track that at a different level. We want that to be more profitable, but we're still just investing in data and then kind of that last phase is primarily optimization based so this is where we use internal software to make sure we're optimizing our bids appropriately but the way i always put it is you can have your 10 major ranking indexation keywords running at 100 percent acos if you have the correct long tail keywords product display ads um competitor targeting things like that running appropriately you can run those at 20% ACOS and still balance out to overall be profitable. Because like you said, the top line metrics are what really matters. If you're increasing your organic rank through PPC, then your revenue is going to be much better than what your ACOS may, may make it look like. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I wish there was, uh, you know, I wish at some point, and maybe they will, Amazon would, it would give us those metrics because that would be game changing. Um, because, they, you know, people don't realize exactly what you said, that those PPC campaigns are, dri are driving organic rank, but you get no measurement of that. You know, if, if mm -hmm. that PPC campaign uh, drove a keyword rank to, you know, for now you're on the first page at the third result, well, you would, you would, you know, not know that. Um, you know, yep. unless, unless you are a little more savvy and, and are, are looking at those kinds of things. Um, so, um, on that note, um, I know that <laughs> systems and things like that are proprietary, but do you kind of, do you guys kind of have, um, you know, an, uh, a framework in place? In other words, like, you know, say I came on as a client, um, like how, how often are you optimizing my campaigns? Um, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing on a weekly basis? Just kind of give us an overview of, of like what you're doing uh, to optimize PPC. Yeah, for sure. So we kind of had this discussion before the call about all these new rollouts completely affect all of our strategies and our systems. So if you kind of check out our website, we call it like the cyborg approach. Basically what we're looking for is a really good balance of human account management and then the software to handle the things that software should be handling. So I never recommend 100% rely on software for the same reasoning that you mentioned. If you're only relying on software to do everything with your account, you're going to be behind 99% of the time. So we utilize software for bid management. Um, we go in twice a week and we optimize bids on sponsor products, sponsor brands, the different auto-targeting, everything possible. The main reason for this is, and this is where I kind of see a lot of people kind of fall off. This is one of the number two mistakes I see is I'll hop into account they'll be like, we're not profitable. And they'll have $3 bids for every single keyword. 
And if you just kind of do the math, you can easily make almost any keyword profitable with correct bid management. So we definitely use software um, for bid management. We utilize bulk uploads on the sponsored brand side, API for sponsored products. Um, and then everything else is done by an account executive. So things that I sometimes see that are outsourced are the types of ASINs that they're running in auto campaign. They'll literally put every single ASIN, even if there's quite a bit of differentiation into an auto campaign, which always drives me insane. So how do you expect the algorithm to really niche down and understand your product if you're advertising 90 different products? Um, sponsor brands we see outsourced and we don't recommend that because you do have the opportunity to write copy, to get really creative with your targeting types, things like that. Um, so that's stuff we're doing like all the time, you know, bid management twice a week, but hopping in the account and split testing different headline ads, different landing pages, looking at different video and search opportunities, things like that. I mean, as you know, it's, it's never ending with Liron actually, I think posted a screenshot a little while ago on Facebook and someone reached out to him and was like, man, after we stopped using our services, my ACOS spike, what's up with that? And he was like, this isn't like a set it and leave it type of thing. This is full management. Yep. <laughs> it, it was like, yes, I completely relate. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I laughed. I saw that exact same post as well. And I, I giggled a lot. Yeah, it was, it was like, it, it was perfect. And we, yes. do, we, we see that over and over again too as well. So um, yeah, I, I think anybody who's ever, uh, you know, been on the services side of the PVC world, uh, lo love that post. That was fantastic. Um, so yeah, you made a, a, a lot of great points. Um, uh, so many so that, uh, you know, I can't, I, I had some great points, but, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I have three kids that don't sleep at night. So I already forgot them. I should probably keep a, a notepad here, but anyway, let's go ahead and move on to, uh, to some of my other questions. So, um, so we, we talked about kind of, uh, you know, optimization, uh, systems, um, you know, I recommend that uh, people seek out some systems if uh, they don't know how to, how, how to get a hold of some um, themselves. Uh, Destiny, at the end, if you guys have anything, you know, resource-wise, we'll have you share that. Um, but um, uh, let, let's talk about, um, you know, kind of we were talking about phases earlier. Um, you know, give give people an idea of, uh, you know, what you would do. An example of, like, say, a launch campaign, just because it would be uh, good for people to understand kind of the different phases and what to expect. Definitely. So this has pretty much been a hot topic in the PPC industry. There's a million different strategies people are utilizing. And I think a lot of that transition came from the algo change where back in the old days, you could do a 90% off giveaway, sell 200 units and rank on the first page like that. Well, Amazon, you know, got pretty smart. And what we've all seen is a transition into PPC. So once we've all understood that PPC is kind of ranking method, you know, all the gurus, everyone's starting to preach different hacks. So kind of the one thing I always say is if you see a hack, test it. Don't completely change your strategy. So one of the things I'll call out that's been mentioned is basically taking top 10 most relevant keywords, putting them in an exact match campaign and bidding really high. The point of it is, and kind of the, the theory behind it, is that you're getting a lot of traffic to those top ranking keywords, and as people start converting, your organic rank's gonna go up. But um, it's kind of been tested supposedly that if you're not converting well, it's gonna hurt your organic rank. So that was kind of one of those hacks I saw thrown out there, and it, it kind of intrigued me. So we've been testing it. We haven't seen that much of a drop-off, but the biggest thing is, like you cannot duplicate results across any category, across any brand. There are way too many variables. So if you see those hacks, 
you know, they probably did work well for someone, test it in your own account with one product. So that's, that's the biggest thing I can preach. I can give you all the best launch ideas, but there's a 90% chance it's not going to rank for your category, for your keywords, for the number of reviews you have stick with the foundation. And our foundation is making sure we're taking those 10 keywords and at least bidding on them a little bit more aggressively. Um, when it comes into launch strategy, it also depends highly on how much you're willing to invest, how many reviews you already have. There, there's so many variables that go into it. <laughs> That's kind of a broad answer, but it's, it just, it's so dependent on what you're doing at the time. Now that there is literally, like you said, it can depend on the PVC person that you're asking, you know, what, what a launch is. Um, cause it's going to vary a lot. Um, and that just comes from, like you said, experience, um, in the past and, you know, different theories and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, things like that. Um, you know, what we like to do is, is, uh, you know, I don't know, probably, I don't know if other people are doing this, but I call it the upside down triangle, um, where, um, or upside down pyramid where we're taking, you know, kind of low and mid tier, uh, keywords and then working our way up. It's kind of the same with SEO. You know, that's, uh, that's been a, uh, you know, something that we teach a lot. Um, yeah, we definitely still bid on, like you said, exact match on the, um, you know, on the, uh, most competitive keywords. Uh, but then we also do dedicate, you know, to those mid tier keywords, because what people don't realize is once you start, you know, ranking for those mid tiers, then those top tier keywords are going to get a lot easier to rank for as well. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, um, like Destiny's saying what people, the, the step that people miss in all of this is they see something on a YouTube channel or they listen to a podcast like this and they hear, Oh, all right. So we're supposed to take our top 10 keywords, exact match them and run them at high bids. That's how you're supposed to do it. And uh, Destiny already mentioned multiple times, no, that's not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to try that. And then, um, you know, in, a, in another uh, ad group, try, you know, something or in another campaign, try something different that, you know, from what we, from what we teach or from something else that you've heard. Um, you know, that comes into play when you're talking about, you know, having to spend budget up front is you're testing all these different theories to see what's going to work for that product or that niche. Yeah. Yeah. And bringing up that spend, I mean, if you have $5,000 that you have ready to invest in PPC, that's going to change your strategy. Cause you're going to, you're going to have the money to invest in those really, really high traffic exact keywords. So that's like, like you said, the bottom of, well, the bottom of the upside down period pyramid, you, you can invest in it. But if you only have 50 to a hundred dollars to try your launch, you're probably not going to want to try to spend $3 on a click for those major keywords. Cause that's going to run out real quick and you're not going to have enough data to optimize. So if you have less of a budget, invest in long tail keywords that are going to be much lower CPC and much better for conversions and then collect data, move your way up. It, it's so dependent on all the other million variables in the flywheel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, uh, on that note, um, you know, that's another thing I see huge, huge, um, mistakes with is budget. Um, I remember uh, getting on a, a call with, uh, with a client and, uh, he was at a, like a 3% ACOS or something like that. And he, uh, his budget was $20 and he was budgeting out day after day after day after day. And I even backed it up to like, you know, six months or whatever it was like a massive amount of data. And he consistently had like the spectacular ACOS. And I was like, Hey, did you ever think about raising that budget? He's like raising the budget. What? You know, like <laughs> it, didn't even, it didn't even occur to him. So, um, yeah. So, you know, definitely something to think about guys is, um, you know, 
I think it's pretty simple, but I get that it's really hard for people is if you have a, a, you know, a, an ROI positive campaign, you should be uncapping that budget, uh, no matter what, you know, and if you're budgeting out every day, that those are sales that you're missing out on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But let's talk about, um, in terms of, um, you know, seasonality for, you know, targets, bidding and budgets. Cause that's, you know, we're into Q4 now. So people are really, uh, you know, always, there's always kind of this, uh, once again, different, differing opinions on, on, you know, how people should approach that. Um, you know, what, what do you guys do? Yeah. So Q4 specifically, I know something that's kind of been preached in the past preached by Amazon is increase your bids, increase your bids. But the way I always look at it, you can increase your bids all you want. That does not mean your conversion rate is going to increase you can maintain the same amount of bids and there's going to be so much more additional traffic that you're going to go ahead and you're going to see an increase in sales no matter what you do. So stay away from that unless you have a 3% ACOS. Um, it, it's funny you mentioned that someone posted in a group 3% ACOS. What do you guys think? And I said, I think you could be making a lot more money if you ran that at break even. Right. <laughs> but always shoot for the most traffic possible. You know, really invest in your keyword research. That's mistake number one I see. People are only running 20 keywords because they're the most relevant keywords. They're not investing in long tail variations, all the different research methods. That's what you need to invest in in Q4. You need to make sure that anything that someone that could that is searching that could relate to your product, you have an ad there. I don't care if you're converting on it, you know, 30 clicks, one order. If you have a 10 cent bid, you can probably still make that pretty profitable. You're not going to get as many impressions, but a lot of those long tail keyword, low impression keywords really add up to drive additional sales. And that's how we maintain profitability. We invest in like 500 to a thousand keywords where most people have 20 to 30 keywords. So that's where people really need to prep for Q4. You know, I always open up budgets. If they're under my target ACOS, I will triple them if need be if my clients are willing to invest that, um, we kind of open it. We run a methodology where if we're under ACOS, our budget is always open. Like there's no capping it. So those are kind of primary things to look for. You know, before prime day, before prime day, we went ahead and opened budgets about four to five times. Cause you will run out. And by the time you update it, it's like three hours of lost sales. Cause it takes Amazon so long to catch up, but that's the biggest thing they recommend. Don't mess with your bids too much open budgets and invest in keyword research. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you make some, uh, some great points, um, you know, on those, on those days where, um, you know, you're getting all this traffic. Um, you know, I've seen people say that they, they raise their bids, but what a lot of you don't realize is, is you have these big brands coming in on those days, especially and, and raising their budgets and they'll even go for a loss because they don't care. They want to push that volume. They want to push that visibility. Um, so to me, I would say, you know, my, my rule of thumb is never more than 10%. Uh, if you want to raise yeah. by 10%, um, you know, have at it, but generally we keep our bidding in our own account, you know, fairly stable. We just watch budgets. Um, we just scale budgets because, um, you know, that's where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. If you go too high on those, uh, keywords, then you're going to start going negative. Um, you know, and especially on those high volume days, uh, you know, I remember, uh, one time I, I like, you know, mistyped, uh, um, <laughs> a bid on a keyword and uh, I think we spent like $15,000 in one day and it was a crappy, you know, it was like, you know, bang or it was, it was insane. But, um, you know, you just got to be really, really careful on, on watching those, those budgets, um, and scaling those budgets. Cause if you budget out exactly like, like Destiny was saying, uh, you, you could be missing out on a lot of, of sales there. Um, 
So Destiny, a lot of people, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, confusion and, and uh, misunderstanding and think about, about match types. Uh, can you talk about, you know, match types and why they're important and kind of how they work? Yeah, definitely. So a, a lot of difference in our strategy and what I typically see being preached is starting out on one match type and then moving it to another match type and then moving it somewhere else. I always recommend not to do that. I, my default is to always test, test, test what works best for your brand because what works in broad for one person may not work for broad in, a, in another category because of their competitors that are bidding on that phrase. So we test all match types, you know, and when we did the match type analysis, one of our larger accounts, I think broad was at like a 27% ACOS, but drove three times the amount of sales that exacted. And then phrase was at like a 24% ACOS, 2x the amount of sales is exact. Exact, of course, was the most profitable because you have the most ability to control, you know, the spend and what it's being shown for and the bid. But exact was the most profitable, like 23% ACOS, but like a third of the sales that broad had. So with that just being said, that kind of tells you if you want to just focus strictly on profitability and have those 3% ACOSs, you probably want to focus more on exact, but you're leaving a lot of sales on the table and broad is fantastic for data collection, like utilizing your search term report, look at everything that was converted on that the search terms that drove a conversion based off a broad keyword, reinvest in them. Kind of how I always tell is, you know, some people will only run an auto campaign in the background. And auto campaigns are absolutely fantastic for data collection, but it's a shotgun approach. And so is broad, you know, Amazon will take all these 20 different broad keywords and different search terms in an auto campaign and just scatter out what one gets the best click through rate and only show up for that. You want to pull all that data and invest on it in exact because you have direct control over when your ad shows. I mean, as long as you're winning the bid, you're winning that placement every time versus an auto campaign or broad you're winning that placement whenever it's Amazon thinks it's most relevant for you to win that placement. Yeah, you made a really good point. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize this. We see this in our campaigns all the time is, you know, and usually see, you know, exact as being like the, the best key, you know, the best match type and all these kinds of things. But your point is exactly right. We have so many campaigns, so many different ad groups, so many keywords. I think we're up to like 30,000 targets in our, in our own account. But, um, you know, you can never ever guess, uh, you know, which, which match type's going to work the best. Like you said, it's all about looking at the data. The other thing that people don't realize is broad, you can usually bid quite a bit lower on a broad and even on a one word broad, we do that a lot. A lot of people probably don't know that that's, you know, a technique yeah. and you know, we're, we're paying like, you know, five cents, six cents, seven cents a click. And so the volume is there. So it may not convert as well as, um, you know, the exact, but you're getting a lot of visibility for your brand that way. You know, even if, if people aren't, um, converting, you're getting a ton of people knowing who you are. So, you know, there's a lot of different things to think about when you're talking about yeah. match types. Yeah. Related to that, you know, a, a lot of the questions I see in the groups is I'm running this keyword on broad. It's converting really well. So I decide to pause it and put it in exact and now it's not converting as well. I literally am like, no one, <laughs> if, it, if it's not broke, like don't fix it. And number two, it's losing all of that data and all that history. That's like the number one thing. Every Amazon Brett preaches it. It's been the number one solution to all problems for forever is to collect data. So why would you pause a broad keyword that has a ton of relevancy, a ton of conversion data, and then invest it in a new exact campaign? So what's going to happen is what if your competitors change from when you ran that broad campaign to that exact campaign? Now you're not going to convert as well. 
So it's not going to have as high of a click through rate. Your ACOS is going to be higher because you paused a perfectly working keyword. Like it oh, drives me insane. I hate it when people preach that method. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.